Welcome, all you beautiful souls. We are Kat and Ash of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys and what we've learned along the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my notes disappeared from my computer. I'm very all out of sorts right now. Welcome to my life. Oh my gosh. This is not cool. Whew. That's going to be a panic after podcast moment. They're in there somewhere. This is why I don't trust technology. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, fair point. Fair point. I can't even trust solid doors. I'm just so irritated. Ugh. Kids went back to school today. I'm so happy. So happy. The cat is not. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, your cat is not happy. Oh, Her boys. I thought you meant you. No, um, she was okay today I mean, because I worked from home and she just kept trying to like climb up on the desk and lay on my hands while I was typing. And then I sent you the video of the super stupid cat sitting there licking a chair over and over again. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? She missed her boy. You could be right, though. She probably did miss him. But I tried to keep her company today. She's such a diva. Sydney was very happy. The children went back to school yeah. so she could sleep all day. <sighs> yeah. The Amers, on the other hand. He missed his boy. Poor animals. They don't know what to do when you ruin their schedules. I don't want to ruin my new schedule right now. Summer's been so crazy like the last month. I feel like we've had appointments and then I've had scheduled days off. And I feel like I haven't worked a full week in like two months at work. Like haven't been in the building working for a week in like two months probably because I'm always working from home at least one day or two days or whatever it is. And um, so it's going to be weird like going back to having to work at work all day, every day. Me. Let's be nice. <laughs> Me. <sighs> so today, um, for not a fun reason, my husband had off work. He's taking this week off because his dad passed away last week. So he gets bereavement time and he took this week off. And I took today, worked from home all day, but him and I were able to go to lunch together, which <clears throat> was good for him. It got his mind off of things and we got to spend some one-on-one -on -one time together and I was talking to him and I was like, when's the last time we got to go to lunch together alone, like without the kids or grocery shopping or anything, anything, just me and him. We never do anything, me and him. And I was like, look at what our life could be once we build, once we build our brand, once we, you know, get things off the ground, we could actually 
do stuff like this and go to lunch every once in a while and good for your mental health it seriously is i've over the years just become such a robot when it comes to work and work becomes my entire identity that's the only thing that's important in my brain and my family is so much more important than work is i just yeah but it it's when you have the funds to enjoy your family that's the that's the line right, right? Like, for sure <laughs> Yeah. It's a fine line. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be less stressed out about my nine to five job and not do any less work. I'm still doing the same amount of work. I'm not like just trying to coast by or anything, but I try to leave it all at work and not get frustrated about stupid things because then it's, there's no reason to be stressed about it. There's just, it's the end of the day. If I had to find another job, I could find another job, but you can't replace memories with your kids and, you know, all that sort of thing. So I'm trying to learn the balance of work and home, but I think what we wanted to talk about today was how to thrive in stressful work environments. And um, I think that's something I'm trying really hard this year is to figure out how to pump the brakes with work. You don't have to get riled up and worked up about things. I like to vent about things. We've talked about it before to like get them out of my head and I just become accustomed to that all the time and I just need to stop venting to coworkers. I just I, I when things pop it's in my hard head because you start to think of them as family and then it's hard to separate when you need it to. It totally is, especially when you work for you know, like a small business type situation. I can see how you know, in a huge corporation, it'd probably be different. Um, but yeah, like people are your friends and it's just weird. It's just weird. So I think we've both kind of come up with in the last, you know, few job scenarios we've had and stuff, how to kind of thrive in a Stressful work environment, especially with our spicy neurodivergent brains, my ADHD for sure. Um, so yeah, we're going to give you some tips and tricks that work for us. I mean, give them a go and see if anything sticks for you. But these are the things we're doing right now to or have done, or have done <laughs> to keep ourselves sane. So one thing that I do pretty religiously is I get up at least once an hour instead of just sitting at my desk, like, cause I'll get so focused on something that I'll just sit there for four hours and work on whatever I'm working on and not like move a muscle, just hyper focus. And I need to break that focus sometimes and like bring myself back to not being so hyper-focused. Right. 
And I've had to teach myself that, like, it's okay to walk away and to take a break. Like, I don't have to always feel guilty and be doing something. Like, I think it's important that you take those breaks. If it's two minutes an hour, if it's five minutes an hour, like, it's important that you take those breaks for not just your mental health, but physical health like you I think you get so wrapped up in um like the perfectionism and people are gonna think less of you yeah and it's like ingrained in you that you have to like get it done it has to be correct you have to prove that you're using all of the time you have here at work and you're using it how you're supposed to and like you that need to like prove yourself all the time and to just be like everyone knows I do my work. Everyone knows that like, I'm not the hang up in any situation. Like you don't need to prove it to anyone. You already have proved it. Just take your time and make sure, you know, you're not driving yourself insane by unrealistic expectations you're putting on yourself that nobody else is putting on you. Right. And that, and if you're sitting there and you're rushing to do things that's not helping anyone because sure. you're going to make mistakes. So just slow down, take as much time as you need to get it done. And if it's not getting done in the way it needs to be, then address that in a different situation. But you shouldn't have to feel like you're constantly pushing yourself, pushing yourself yeah. to get something done like if you don't have the time to get it done maybe you need to try prioritizing differently or finding a different way that your brain works to get something done because if someone shows you how to do something like in training or whatever sometimes it doesn't work for everyone like so like when I'm training someone I like to make sure that Yes, I show them the way that it works in my brain, but then giving them the freedom to figure out, hey, if you have a more efficient way that works for your brain, as long as you can prove to me that the same quality of work is getting done, I'm fine with Mm -hmm. it. Well, so I think, um, you know, my first one kind of getting up every hour to do something. So usually like I'll take a lap around the building outside or I will do a couple like stretches at my desk and it sounds stupid, but just like getting your blood flowing again, especially if you're in a sit down desk job office environment, getting your, it sounds so dumb and cliche, but seriously making like getting up and taking that little walk and making that blood flow, like you'll feel so much better throughout the day as you're working. Cause you know, you get to that like two, three o'clock fatigue where like you just hit that wall and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it another three hours. I feel like if you are moving your body a little bit and it's not just sitting there being sedentary you know, you're, you're keeping that energy going. And I I feel like that really helps. And, and it also sounds really stupid. But the other thing is that I found really helps is if I pack a 
a healthy lunch and I eat it at my desk throughout the day, just kind of intuitively when I'm hungry, you know, eat some almonds here and then this there and whatever. But like spreading some of that out along with getting up and being a little active during the day has seriously helped me so much. Yeah. It it I have a foot peddler under my desk. Yep, I have so one too. I have like a lot of energy. <laughs> I just pedal for a for while. For sure. Um the fresh air component I think is really helpful too. I have to like get the mail at work, so I'll take a walk and kind of make it a little bit That's my mental health. Yeah. I'll mailbox. make it a little bit longer than just getting the mail or, you know. And um I don't. <laughs> that <laughs> I'm I'm very – it's hard for me to, me like, wander. I have the same problem, but I, I'll, I'll do it because it's – I think the breaking away from whatever I'm working on makes me be able to, like, step back a little bit when I get back into what I was working on. And I'm not, like, so hyper-focused, stressed about what's going on, dealing with it. And I've had time for my brain to have a break and look at it with new eyes – um, because I am a perfectionist, so I want it to be correct. And it, I can overanalyze it to death before, you know, certain tasks and they don't need to be overanalyzed. I just need to make my brain shut down for a second to move on to the next thing. Right. And I think if you have like a really stressful project, just breaking it into pieces. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of prioritizing and sometimes that's a scary word for people or like you're like well how, where do I start I think it's just knowing what needs to be like your daily tasks I think if you have like a big project like just kind of spread it in between your daily tasks like so what needs to get done have those set but then like have room to okay I'm gonna work on this project for 10 minutes and then I'm gonna like I guess as an example I do is I know that if I go out to the mailbox at like 12 30 on a good day usually the mail is there by 12 30 so I know that if I get these like my my cash and my um billing done I have whatever time in between that and to get to the mailbox that I can work on something so I like to pick like what I can get if I have a special project I can work on that or I can work on my AP but I can also flip-flop those like those don't have to be done in a set order and I think if you prioritize that way it's not as scary. I have than just I have notes that kind of say the same thing because I was writing down things as I was thinking them. But I think, yeah, having the being able to kind of schedule your things and have once I kind of broke down my stuff into, okay, I know that the first week of the month I have to get XYZ done. I, it's out of my head. I don't have to worry about it until we get to that point. Um, that's really helpful for me personally when I can like 
super compartmentalize it and break it down and, okay, well, I have a daily task of these five things get done daily. These things get done on Tuesdays. These things get done on Thursdays and like give myself a schedule. I think it's super helpful and I, you know, don't maybe get sucked into too many projects throughout the week or throughout the day and I'm able to kind of break them up is helpful to me. But it, I feel like with my ADHD brain, it's just sometimes, sometimes I don't want to do the hard things and I save them till the last minute. And we all know that's a terrible idea. And then which something that could have taken you like 10 mm-hmm. minutes you like are dreading all week to get yep. done and then you get then you do it and you're like oh well that wasn't as bad as I was no, but stressing it's out about so dumb but I'm trying I'm actively trying because this is, is super helpful if you just do spend 10 minutes a day or whatever on that big project that yeah isn't due till whenever because I'm a procrastinator I'll procrastinate till the end of time you and I like jump on here. I have no idea what we're doing. But I, I have to like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like, I have to have the adrenaline of waiting till the last minute to get something done. Like, why do I do that? I always, I mean, my work's always great. It's always correct. I just have to wait until I stress myself out enough about it to then like pull out all the stops and I think, well, for me, like, I just get overwhelmed thinking about what needs to be done. And, like, in my head, kind of like your analogy last week about, like, taking a shower. Mm -hmm. Like, in my head, I've built all these steps that I have to do for this project. But then, so in my head, it feels like it's going to take forever because I've built all those steps up. So then I just overwhelm myself but then once I start sit down and do it it just flies Mm -hmm. by because I've already compartmentalized everything right I I I totally agree with that that's something like I know that if you break it down it is so much easier I'm well aware it's just making myself do it but right no that's the hard part of it um the other thing I was gonna say like I am um, a horrible human when I am hungry, okay? I'm just not a... You put angry in my I'm not happy when I'm hungry. And I'm also incredibly forgetful. So I often forget my lunch on the kitchen counter on my way out because... In the microwave. Seriously. The mornings are just so hectic and um, I really need to like leave myself a note on. I need to come up with a solution for that. But part of my solution for knowing that I will forget my lunch because I'm an idiot um, is I also keep a. We're talking nice to ourselves. I mean, I'm just a silly head sometimes. Um, (laughs) I keep a ton of snacks at work like. We have a whole snack cabinet that I stock at work because if I forget food, 
and I don't have like even a granola bar or anything like I'm going to lose my mind. I don't leave for lunch. I don't like having to waste my time to go somewhere, pick something up like that. My half hour of that would be well better spent just sitting at my desk, continuing to work. Like in my head, I can't make that make sense. Like it's too much time away from getting all of this done so I can leave and get home to my family. So if on the off chance, yeah, I don't like taking lunch. <laughs> I hate it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I would rather just every hour for like five minutes, just, you know, walk away from my desk or whatever. Um, I work really independently at work, so um, I'm not really like dealing with other people. So for me to take the five minutes, it's not like I'm holding up anyone else's time or projects or right. anything because I got up and took a five minute break. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like leaving for lunch. I, I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to leave and then have to, you know, sit in line at a dress. No, it's not going to happen. So I keep a ton of snacks at work. Like I'll just go on Amazon and do like a bunch of beef jerky and a bunch of nuts and granola bars. So stuff that like is going to keep well in case you killed it with lunches for a couple weeks in a row. (laughs) Um, And other people will eat it. Sometimes the company will buy it. Sometimes, you know, we'll all replenish it, whatever, but do it whatever way you have to. But I'll just do, you know, once a month, a Amazon order of, all of that stuff and keep it at work for those days I forget lunch or those days that I ended up, you know, having to stay till seven o'clock or whatever it is. But or sometimes the lunch you pack just doesn't, it doesn't hit right that day. Right. So that's my, it's not as exciting as when you were making. Exactly. <laughs> so that's like a huge tip for me, which seems super simple. But for me, like having like things with protein in them, there to kind of like give you a boost and stuff is huge. And I always have my huge water with me too, because I think drinking water at work is super important too. Do you, okay. Do you think it is just like hysterical or crazy or what is going on here? When we were younger, we never had water bottles with us ever. We weren't allowed to have anything. Right. We would get in trouble if we brought a water bottle to school. That's why we're so dehydrated. Right. So, like, why why weren't we allowed to just, like, drink water in school? I don't understand. I don't I have... Because I don't think that water bottles were a thing when we were growing up. Like... I have my emotional support cup with me at all points in time. <laughs> Anytime I leave the house, that sucker is full of ice-cold, refreshing, filtered water. I don't leave the house without that sucker being filled to the brim. And but it goes you think, everywhere. Like, we didn't have like travel mugs though growing up because we had like those, well, I had those like glass jelly jars mm-hmm. that like once you use the jelly, you, it turned into like a mm-hmm. cup that you drank out of or like the Tupperware cups and they didn't have lids back then. Um, and like... I remember, like, my mom, she always has to have her tea in the morning, which is where I get it from. But, like, she always had her ceramic, like, cup Mm -hmm. with her. Like, when we were driving in the car, she'd have her ceramic 
Mug, like, I don't know how many of those she's broken, <laughs> but like, we didn't, and I think that's why we didn't have travel mugs. And, um, and that was a big thing in school. We weren't allowed to eat, we weren't allowed to have like cups because they didn't want us spilling. All how wild <laughs> to just be like, you cannot drink water for the next eight hours unless you want to go out to the hallway, right? And then they didn't want you going I out know. in the hallway because then you didn't want to come it's back. <laughs> But yeah, I bring, I make sure my big old water cup is full and drink water throughout the day. I have to actively remind myself to drink the water. Again, basic life skill you should have already, but sometimes we got to remind ourselves to do the things we... And it makes such a difference. It does. It's insane. Like, I provide candy in my office (laughs) for everyone, but... Since I've like, I You're have so my much 40 more fun ounce. than I am with my granola bars. Um, I need to no. I have a stash of like good snacks for me, but I I bribe my coworkers to be. Oh, I see what you. I see. I see. I can't no, have that like, stuff around because if it is within a any distance at work, but that's I will what I'm eat saying. it. Like, All of I, it. I've been really good about not not eating it because I think it's because I have my water like I have my 40 ounce Stanley and then I also have I also have um one with a a cap that like you could flip open and it had a straw in it but I just fill that I think it's a 60 ounce I fill that so I have my Stanley and I have the 60 ounces so I go through the 40 ounces and then I refill it. And that usually lasts me till I get home. Um, So I don't know if it's just because I'm drinking more water that I just, I don't crave as many sweets anymore. Yeah, they do say, you know, if you have a craving, drink a glass of water first and. But then I forget to eat. I know <laughs> that is. Yeah, that is a problem as well. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, stressful work things. Other well, so I have a couple of crystals on my desk at work, and this can be one of those you can believe what you want to believe in the whole crystal thing. But I have a amethyst on my desk, and a couple rose quartz. Yes, rose quartz, and um, what's the like metal? E one that banishes how much that <laughs> so <laughs> uh, whatever crystals Kathy tells me to buy I just buy them and put them everywhere <laughs> or I just or them you give you. them to me um but I have those at work and even if it's not doing whatever it's intended for let's say even just like having something to roll in your hand every once in a while. Like to kind of reground yourself and remind you that like <laughs> you're not a robot sitting at a desk. You're still a person. <laughs> you have control of oh, yourself. I mean, energy is a real thing, man. Mm-hmm. And um, and when you work, I mean, with the general public and just people in general, if you work anywhere, there's gonna be people around you, and you can't control 
their energy. You can only control your energy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, like, even if you don't believe in whatever, I think it's still important to set an intention within yourself to, like, try to block out. Like, say you have a super negative coworker that all they do is complain about things and nothing's ever right and it's always somebody else's fault and I mean that's really draining and that energy can rub off on you like like even when you live with someone that complains all the time or is in a bad mood all the time like it's gonna rub off on you and then now you're in a bad mood so I think like with crystals and things you set the intention to block out that energy and surround yourself with um, a protective energy and whether it's the crystal itself and its properties that are helping you or just you the visualization of you looking at that crystal and saying this is what it's doing you're changing your mindset Mm -hmm. and you're thinking you're taking that focus off of that person's energy and you're putting that power back in yourself and you're saying I am not letting this person affect me Mm -hmm. and I think that's the sort of tools so even if you don't believe in energy properties that type of way I think just setting that intention to rewire your brain to say hey their mood is not my mood and I have my own feelings and I don't have to either feel sorry for them. I don't have to get into their drama. I don't have to respond like you wire your brain however you have to, to get through your day without that energy affecting mm-hmm. you. And they're really pretty on my desk. So they are really pretty. I like <laughs> I like them for multiple reasons. I mean, I do fidget with them a whole lot. Which, you know, same with any of the crystal necklaces you've given me. I love for the fidget factor alone, the fact that I have something to play with. I love um, you know, necklaces like that too. Um, but I, I just think they're aesthetically pleasing as well. So I have them at home too, just cause I think they're cute, even though I don't, you know. Well, we talked about the, in one of the podcasts we talked about, so like there's things called worry stones. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about worry stones specifically, but the motion of the worry stone, like you called it the little violin. Mm-hmm. So just rubbing your thumb and your um, pointer finger together, um, there's acupuncture points. Mm -hmm. So, like, I do certain things that I didn't learn until later when I started this journey that I do. um, I guess people would call them tics or habits or whatever. But I learned later on in life um, the acupressure points between your thumb and your um, pointer finger are actually like if you rub them together, it's supposed to send cool or calming um, 
throughout your body. So, so they make things that are called worry stones that have that smooth indent mm-hmm. in them. So you're just rubbing your thumb on them and it's supposed to help stimulate um, calmness throughout your body. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, you can do it on any stone. It doesn't have to be the hollowed out one. Got it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's helpful for some people. And then um, I found this really cool fidgety thing. They're like stickers. And you can like, some of them are like textured. Um, or they have like different texture points on them. And you like rub your thumb up and down them so you can like put them on your water bottle or the back of your phone. Um, they're actually pretty cool. And yeah, you just rub your thumb up and down them and they're supposed to help you. Mm, interesting. What other things do we do to survive and thrive with the stress of work? Uh if you can, like, I, like, just crack my door. Like, if I'm having, if I have to concentrate or if I just need to be by myself, I like to just, I don't shut my door completely. But, I mean, that's also a thing. Like, if you can, to, like, just shut your door and just take the time you need. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, just having that time to recharge your brain where people aren't just a nap to walk in on you I mean I think it's more or less making it making yourself less convenient for people just to stop in and chat or whatever if you're not in the space for Mm -hmm. that or if you have someone that's constantly like coming in and taking all your energy away even if it's not in a negative way even if they're just like chatty Cathy's and <laughs> just want to talk your ear off I mean that's exhausting too mm-hmm. um yeah but just making yourself not as available to people if you don't need to be I think too something I need to still work on but that I'm kind of learning is at work again I just like feel like a machine I just do my job I'm I'm not me when I'm at work I'm just this version of myself that just kicks butt and takes names and you know I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes you have to like recenter yourself and remind yourself like you're a person and Mm -hmm. this isn't, this isn't you. This isn't your authentic self. This is your work self. This doesn't have to be who you are as a person. Your job does not have to define you. You know, Andy and I talked about um, when we went and visited our friends in Michigan, how their friends that went with us somewhere to the wine tasting um they didn't ask us what we did for work that was not a single question that they asked us we just chit-chatted with them by the end of the night we were laughing together they were inviting us to come back that we stayed for a bonfire at their house like they don't care what you do for a living they care for who you are as a person 
And sometimes I have to like slap myself in the face at work and remind myself that this is your job does not define who you are as a person. Your job is a means to pay for you to be able to do the things you want to in your life and to take care right, of your family of and to like right. that sort of thing. And I let, this is the biggest thing I've been working on. I just, I let my work become a hundred percent who I am. That's my value. That's the value I assign to myself is mom and work. They are tied. There's not one above the other. They're, and they compete all the time. And right. at the end of the day, my kids are always going to be more important than my job. So I'll do my job, but I need to remind myself that this is not the end all be all of my life. It's not what defines me as a person. It's not who defines, you know, what defines who I am for the rest of my life. So being able to kind of get your brain in a space where you can kind of separate that because I think it just becomes such a routine and so automatic that we just do the same thing every day. And just, you know, sometimes you take a step back and you're like, I can't let work stuff affect my home life. I have to be able to leave that at the door. And, um, you know, how do you, how do you balance all that stuff? All right. And I think like a lot of people, us included, we want to be there for people. We want to be available, but I think people also need to recognize that just because you want to work late doesn't mean somebody else can work late. So if your boundary is, I'm at home. I'm not answering. Like, I don't have my work email on my phone anymore. I did at my previous job and they would text me all the time because I think as a business, if you, or even, I don't, in a, you have to respect your coworkers and employees no matter where they are. So, I think training wise, it's important not to have so many skills on one person that like if it's an emergency, fine, whatever, I don't mind. But like when one person is the only person that knows how to do things, even if it's not like their specific job, but they're the only person that knows how to fix the printer or they're the only person that knows how to fix the point of sale machines when they go down like I think as a company you need to address having other people take on those um, tasks for when people are not available or if something does happen to someone like but being able to put up that I think it's hard for us to put up those boundaries though because like we have been taught our whole life that your worth is you work hard and you, you know, you're there for people. And at least for me, it's like my brain, if I get a text after hours goes, oh, it'll show I go above and beyond if I take this text real quick. And that's not true. They don't give 
two you-know-whats. They just, they (laughs) want to, I want to swear so bad. (laughs) They want to um, have their one question answered or whatever to make their lives easier. And they don't care that you're not on the clock. You're not like, I need to, I need to remember to tell myself those things because I will be like, Oh, I'll just answer. It's just a quick text, but no, this is my personal time at home. You don't get to text me at home and maybe in an emergency situation, fine. But for it to be like an all the time thing, I'm not, they don't care. They're not, I'm not going to get a raise because I asked, or I answered you, you know, five minutes after you right. texted me at 8 p.m. on a Thursday. Like, it, it, and, it, and whether you're getting paid hourly or salary, like, you should not be expected to have your private time intruded upon just because your salary that you still have, you still are allocated so you're many hours. You're still a to person. Work. Right. You don't have to answer that email you don't have to answer that text message like because we are such caring people we want everyone to succeed we want to be helpful but like yeah like you said if we're not being appreciated for that it's just expected of you like that's not okay and you shouldn't have to take away from the experience that you're having with your family and your children or just anything like you're having your private time like you shouldn't have to worry that somebody's calling you and then it end up being for something dumb like oh where's the stapler like (laughs) how do how do do i restart my computer like just stupid things like, like that like you shouldn't Like, that's not okay. And sometimes you have to put your foot down and be like, listen, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but this is my family time and I am putting my phone on do not disturb. And if it's something I can get back to you on, I will. But if it's not, then I will talk to you tomorrow. Yep. I agree. I think it's just important to remember boundaries exist for a reason and when to put them up. And you would think I would learn at some point that I've been burned way too many times in the past by trusting the wrong people, but I'll never learn because I want to see the best in everyone and I'll just, you know, ruin myself along the way. Um, No big deal. And then I want to say if, if somebody does fault you, for putting up that boundary or because you stood up for yourself like that's not a safe work environment and you need to sit down and you need to think about what what your work means to you like yeah we need money to live on but is is that worth your stress and your mental health. Um, And that's something I had to go through too. Like I've had to make those decisions. Like, is this worth losing my mental stability over just taking that extra step 
to maybe there is something better out there for me. Like you shouldn't have to feel so stressed out in a job that you have to constantly be proving yourself. Like you should be appreciated for what you're doing. If you are doing everything you're supposed to, like I'm not saying there's not bad employees out there because there totally are. And there's people that don't want to work. Like I'm not saying I'm not making excuses for those people at all. But if you're someone who's giving your best, like I don't think you need to give 120% all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're not being appreciated for at least that 100% that you're giving, stop giving that extra 20%. For sure. I think just being cognizant and acknowledging those things, I like to push so much under the rug and I don't want to deal with it. And I, th- I need to learn to acknowledge the things in the moment that they happen and and just be done with them and not let them affect, you know, my anxiety and that sort of thing. Um, right. So one thing I have noticed at work when I get anxious, I've been doing this for a long time, but um, getting anxious. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the planet uh one thing that helps me out is i will focus on just drinking a glass of water i will make myself if i'm freaking out i will make myself drink a glass of water and your brain you can kind of reset your brain a little bit to stop thinking about what you're freaking out about and just focus on drinking the glass of water But there's, I mean, there's so many other like tasks you can give yourself to do to take your mind off of what you're freaking out about. Because sometimes you just got to like talk yourself back a little bit to calm down and, you know, deal with a situation. Um, All right. Like not hitting the reply right away, like taking the time to writing an email and then deleting it all and not sending it (laughs) because it's inappropriate. Like somebody might be having a bad day. Okay. I'm not going to make my day worse by (laughs) saying something. Maybe they didn't mean it in that tone, giving someone the benefit of the doubt of the doubt, especially with nowadays, you know, with email and stuff. Um, Am I overthinking mm -hmm. it? (laughs) The answer is yes, you are because so am I. But um, that, and one other thing is, you know, like, grounding yourself by, you know, putting your hand on your chest. Um, I do that all the time. But those are things, you know, specific to me that work. But honestly, they all sound so stupid and so simple. But just incorporating a couple of these things can seriously help, you know, throughout your workday and help you Remember that you aren't defined just by your job and you are probably a great person, whether you're at your current job or not. Um, It's hard to not define yourself by those things, but once you can accept some of them and learn to keep things that are at work, at work and at home, at home, um, you know, in those stressful environments type situations, you can kind of learn what your triggers are and how to kind of combat them in the moment. Right. It's just, I mean, just be gentle with yourself. Like, 
you are only human and everyone makes mistakes and it's how we learn from our mistakes. So don't like beat yourself up if if you do something wrong. Like if somebody's going to fire you over. I you were going to say if someone's going to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that too. Like if we're doing something wrong, like that's not okay at all. Like. Usually people that give you a warning if you and you continuously mess things up, that's when it gets to the firing point. So, I mean, but if you're willing to, like, grow from your mistakes and own up to your mistakes, I think that's what shows people, like, you're a team player or you you can grow at this. Like, just pawning something off on someone else or saying, oh, I didn't do that. It's, it's just being accountable and growing from the ground up or teaching someone something that maybe they didn't understand instead of lashing out at them. I think if we all have just a little bit more patience and understanding with people, a little more empathy (laughs) um, and be kind, just be kind to each other. That would help working environment so much. We're all people at the end of the day. Right. And most of us are at our job because we need it to support our family. And other than that, you know, I would much rather be out at lunch with my husband like I was today. That's something I'm totally manifesting for us is to be able to do something that we can, that we can go to lunch when we want and pick up and leave and take the kids cool places. I, I fully believe you can learn the same amount, if not more, by going and visiting places and seeing things hands-on that you can learn in the classroom. You know, I think both are great ways to learn and I would love to have some freedom to be able to take my kids to places and teach them things. And, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to, make sure I talk to myself in the way of, you know, your job, it doesn't define you, but you are there for a purpose to make money, to better your family's life. So you can do the fun things you want to do. So don't let this bog you down. Don't let, you know, one person having a bad day ruin your day. Don't take on other people's energies because this is what you're doing this for. So being able to step back and remember, like, I'm doing this because I want to get to a a place that we own our own business and we can make our own hours and we can spend more time with our kids. And that's what we're doing right now. That's the purpose of this. So sometimes like bringing yourself back to being able to, you know, tell yourself why you're doing what you're doing is super helpful. Um, And also I would say like, don't compare yourself to your coworkers. Oh, it's so hard. Like, right. But, like, we all have our different skill sets. We talked about this a little bit in expectations. But, like, just we all have our ways of doing things. We all have our ways of how our brain works to get things done. Mm-hmm. So I would just want to say stop comparing yourself be to, nice to people. other people. Right. And I mean, we've all done it and we all get like anxious. So like, 
well, why does this person get to do this? And this person doesn't get in trouble for doing this, which whatever, you know, that's on them. And at the end of the day, if they're not doing their jobs and it's, it's on them, like if they're affecting your job, then yes, say something to a supervisor, say something to someone. But if they're getting their work done and maybe it's not exactly how you would do it. Mind your business. Well, yeah. And don't like, like you start taking breaks if you need them. Like you have to figure out a way that helps your brain. I've always been the person who's like, I'm just going to get 15 minutes of extra work done. Look at all those people taking breaks. Guess what? Your employer doesn't care that you didn't take your break. Just take your break. Take your break. These are the like, I'm telling you, your life will change at work or at least start to change if you get up and move every hour, bring things that like fuel your body well at work, water yourself, you know, do don't worry about other people's drama. Don't worry about other people's (laughs) drama. Remember that your job and your employer does not define you as a person. And you're probably a pretty cool person in the working environment and out of the working environment. So who cares? Don't let all those things affect you. And remember, you are a human and you need food and water and exercise to grow. You're basically just a fancy house You're plant. a fancy house plant and you still need to, at work, you don't, we're not meant to just neglect our bodies for eight hours because we're at work. Still go take a quick walk. You're allowed to go to the bathroom. bathroom. Don't feel guilty. (laughs) Fill up your water. Take a break from staring at your computer. Those things, you know. I mean, don't take advantage of your employer. No, but you don't have to sit at your desk without moving for eight hours. Right. Like. Don't go for a two-hour bike ride (laughs) on your lunch. Don't over. We're not telling you to overdo it. We're not. Don't don't send your bosses to You're us. We're about not like about five it. minute increments, <laughs> right? Two to five minutes, like, and and I mean, <laughs> if you're in a place where you can't do that, like retail is awful. Trust me, I've been there. I feel for you, um, <laughs> but like, so like, there is certain situations where you're allocated a specific time, mm-hmm. so. Don't be like me in the past. Like, don't continue to help people on your break when you're punched out. Like, no, you take that time. That's your time. You shut your mind off if you need Mm -hmm. to. If you need to get some fresh air. Take care of you. Get some fresh air. That can do wonders. Mm -hmm. But yeah, don't, don't think that you have to go above and beyond for people to like you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not that's not good for your mental health that's not good for your physical health like don't stress about not going above and beyond for sure and buy some crystals for your desk and some other pretty things that make you like your desk set up a crystal grid it'll make you feel yep. better <laughs> <laughs> all right well I think that's all we got for today. So take our wisdom and do with it what you will. 
those are just some suggestions of things that work for us, things that I need to actively remind myself to do. If you can't remember to to get up and stretch every hour, set an alarm every hour to just go off and remind you. I have alarms set for my meds and my vitamins and all that stuff because I can't remember and I like total time blindness. I will just be like, oh my gosh, I've worked on this for four hours. What's happening? (laughs) And forget to eat and take. So set alarms. That's another good one. Set alarms or reminders. But that's our tips for you for now. I'm sure at some point we'll do another round of tips for work stuff. And hopefully we'll do a whole episode on crystals soon and why you need what you need, how, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, if I can convince (laughs) Kathy to do it, maybe we'll do research on girls weekend. Uh, I don't need, I worked in a crystal store. No, I know. I'm just saying like (laughs) compile stuff. Compile my, your thoughts, knowledge Mm -hmm. that I've (laughs) pushed away in a box somewhere. It's all right. So just remember, check us out on Instagram or Facebook if you have any specific things you want us to talk about or just stop in and say hi. Um, We're there. Um, I have most of our episodes on YouTube if you know someone who doesn't have social media. Um yeah, we should We're ask on YouTube. We should ask you guys at some point, I guess, if we're gonna be professional podcasters here to uh, share the podcast with your friends, please, if you like it. Um yeah. I, I guess that's the professional thing to do if we're trying to promote this. I mean, <laughs> like, share, review us. Yeah, but only a good review. Just- Don't be mean. <laughs> Don't come at us for our Wisconsin accents. <laughs> Be nice to us. We specifically didn't say bubblers. <laughs> the hall hall drinking fountains. <laughs> but as always, we wish you all a supportive healing journey. And thank you for joining us for the ride. Healing ain't easy. No, it ain't. And with that, we are out. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, bye.